All right, thank you so much. In your prayer sheet, there is a handout for tonight's study. We are continuing our study on the names of God. We spent several weeks back last year, I think we concluded it right before we did our Summer Bible Institute back in August 2022. We did a series of studies of names of God in the Old Testament. And what I'd like to do tonight, before we begin the ones in the New Testament, do a review of what we covered last year. And um, just again, to see what God's names mean and how they have an impact on our lives. Uh, as you uh, take out those notes, uh, we're going to again, uh, this past Sunday night after the end of the service, my wife and I showed uh, pictures of our trip to Australia, New Zealand. And we announced that we would do that. And I know many of you probably went home to watch the Super Bowl, which is fine. And so, but if you're interested, we're going to show them again tonight. And so for those who may have missed it Sunday night right after this service, it's about 20, 25, 30 minutes of pictures. We'll show you the videos of what we did and our trip. If you don't want to come, that doesn't offend us at all. <laughs> it's just so many of you have been asked about it and really had a desire to interest in what we did and that trip. So if you're interested, we're going to show those pictures again after the evening service tonight. It's going to be a PowerPoint on the screen. So if you're interested, stick around. If not... Go home and relax. <laughs> Either one's fine with us. We just want you to know we're so grateful for the trip the church sent us home. All right. Again, we're going to do a series of studies on the names of God. We spent several weeks on names of God from the Old Testament. We handed out notes for those. I like to do a review on those, and then we'll take up what left off. We'll talk about the names of God in the New Testament. So first of all, uh, God reveals himself to us in various ways. One of these ways is through his different names. Each and every one of God's names shows us something about God's character, his actions, and who he is. And so doing a study on the names of God helps us understand God, who he is, and what he does in our lives. So again, this is a review from last time. We will not do spend a lot of time on it. But uh, for those of you who had notes on these, you'll probably can remember these? We're going to look at, first of all, the objective names of God in the Old Testament. There were three of them, and the first one was one called Adonai. You may have heard that before, Adonai. Adonai is who God is. It means master, lord, or ruler. That's who God is. God is Adonai. He's the master, the ruler, the uh, lord. We're going to see a uh, New Testament equivalent of that later on in our study. But the first objective name of God is Adonai. The second one is the word Elohim. How many have heard that before? Elohim. Elohim is what God is. Adonai is who he is. Elohim is what he is. He is creator and all-powerful one. In fact, in the very first verse of the Bible, it gives us this one. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. That word God is the word Elohim, that he's the creator, the all-powerful one. In fact, interestingly, we saw from that word Elohim is plural. And uh, it teaches what the New Testament doctrine of the Trinity. Remember Dr. Mark Cameron, who was a professor I had in Bible college, a just tremendous Bible teacher. And he had a ministry called Seaside Ministry down in Miami, Florida, where he tried to win Jewish people to Christ. And he was talking, to, someone set him up to talk to some Jewish rabbis. 
And as soon as he went in the room, the Jewish rabbis attacked him, saying, you're a Christian? You Christians believe in three gods. You believe in God the Father, and you believe in God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And of course, Dr. Cameron says, no, we do not. We believe there's one God. In fact, in, he, in Deuteronomy 6.4, it said, Hear, our God, the Lord, our God, our Elohim, is one God. And the word Elohim is plural. In the Hebrew word, they're singular. There's dual, and there's plural, him. And so the very first verse he took him to is, In the beginning, Elohim, plural, created the heavens and earth. And he said the next half hour, these uh, Jewish rabbis were locking horns trying to figure out what that meant. But that verse talks about Elohim. That is what God is. Number three is Jehovah. What is Jehovah? Jehovah is God's personal name. God's personal name. And that's uh, his name. When it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord Jehovah, it says Elohim is one. And so basically, that's his personal name. So Adonai is who God is. Elohim is what God is. And Jehovah is his personal name. That's objective name. Letter B. Some of them, we cover these in greater detail in our study, but it's a review of them. Now we look on at compound names of God. Compound names of God. Jehovah is used in combination with other names of God to describe different aspects of his character. The first one you may have heard of is the uh, compound name Jehovah Jireh. Heard that before? I love that term. That's a term that Abraham used. Remember, God told Abraham to go up the altar on a mount and offer his son Isaac. And he went up there, and just before he pulled the knife, he was going to kill his son. God says, stop, do thy son no harm. And he looked over in the thicket of the bush, he saw a ram, a substitute, someone to die in his son's stead. And how did Abraham respond? Jehovah Jireh, God has provided a substitute. Christian, when you look at Calvary and look at the Lord Jesus hanging on the cross, the Lamb of God was taken to the center of the world, we can say Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provided. He provided a substitute for me. I'm the one who deserved the wrath and judgment of God, but God provided a substitute. Jehovah Jireh, God provided a substitute. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide. The next compound name was the name Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. The one who takes up on our behalf, he is our banner. Number three, the third compound we covered was Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. How many of you have called upon Jehovah Rapha in the time of need? I have found him to be exactly what that verse says in the issue of my heart. The Lord does heal. He's the great healer. And so, so many times we call upon, in fact, tonight we call upon God and a sense Jehovah Rapha to bring healing to so many people today. How many grateful and have experienced God's healing? He is the great healer, Jehovah Rapha. Number four, the fourth compound name is Jehovah Rohi. That is, the Lord is my shepherd. That's what David said in the 23rd Psalm. My shepherd, the one who guides, protects, uh, gives direction, Jehovah Rohi. Number five. Now, I'm going through these quickly because we cover these in great detail in our study. The next one, Jehovah Sabaoth. 
Jehovah Sebaoth, the Lord of hosts. We see that name when David went before the Philistine giant Goliath. And remember, Goliath made fun of him, said so you come with me with staves and uh, rocks. And David said, no, I come to you in the name of the Lord of Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. And the Lord of hosts means the angelic army. And David realized the battle was not his, the battle was the Lord. And the Lord would take care of that. And boy, the Lord took care of that situation, did he not? Because of Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. Anytime you feel alone and you're in a spiritual battle, you can call upon the Lord of hosts because he oversees an angelic army of great number. Number six, the sixth compound name is Jehovah Shalom. Have you heard that word before? The Lord our peace. How many have experienced the peace of God in the midst of storms? Jehovah Shalom. One thing I can say in the midst of all my issues in my heart, and all that I went through, I can say Jehovah Shalom. God brings peace in the midst of the storm. He doesn't necessarily move the storm, but he'll bring peace in that. Number seven, the seventh one is called Jehovah Shema. Jehovah Shema. And that literally means the Lord is there. You know, wherever we feel that we are, sometimes we have to go and we're very nervous and scared about going I can remember when I went to the hospital to have my pacemaker put in. That was not a pleasant thought. And, and uh, I like that. I, but I remember that phrase. By the way, when I go to that doctor for surgery, the Lord is there. <laughs> Jehovah Shema, he is there. Wherever you go, in whatever situation, my friend, you can call upon Jehovah Shema. The Lord is there. And number eight, the last one, a compound name, is Jehovah Tiskanu. That means the Lord, our righteousness. How many grateful for his righteousness? You know, my friend, it's his righteousness that gets us to heaven. Not our own, but his righteousness. His righteousness is imputed to us. We put our faith in Christ. And it's his, the, the Jehovah Tiskanu that allows us to enter the presence of a holy God because he is our righteousness. So that's the objective names. Descriptive, and then also compound names. Letter C. Again, these we covered. Descriptive names. The following names are based upon God's attributes. Overall, they outline God's qualities based on his actions in biblical history. Look at several of these. In fact, there's uh, 15 of them. We'll go through them quickly. A name given to God is avenging. God is avenging God. It means to vindicate retaliate, punish. God's vengeance is related to his power as judge, his just nature, his jealousy for his people. I, I like the verse in Romans chapter 12. It says, avenge not yourself, but give wrath unto the God. For God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And anytime someone wrongs you and does you wrong, God says we should not retaliate. We should not take up vengeance we should give it to the Lord and call upon the avenging God that he will take up in our behalf. And he does so much a better job than we do. Next word, descriptive word, is an interesting word, is the word terrible. Terrible is a word describing God. It doesn't mean he's, a, 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 in a sense, an awful God. It literally means to fear, to be afraid, to stand in awe of, to honor and respect. It has the idea of showing respect. 
The meaning is that he is worthy of profound reverence and adoration. So often we hear people that refer to God as a, their buddy, the man upstairs, and, and just uh, words that kind of to lower his person. And I think all we all need is a good dose of reverence and respect and awe toward our God and who he is. And, and so, and the scripture refers to that as the word terrible. Number three, the next descriptive name is everlasting. It's a word that everlasting expresses the endless amount of time extending into the past and future. He used of God as permanent and eternal. The Bible says, here we are, Israel, our God is an everlasting God. Our God had no beginning. He has no ending. In fact, in the book of Revelation said he's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, and the what? And we're going to see when we get to the names of Jesus, that also is given to the name of Christ. And everlasting. Number four, the fourth descriptive word. I love this one. My favorite is faithful. How many have found God faithful? Faithful. It says God is uh, as one who is faithfully forgives, pardons his people's misdeeds. And the Bible says if we confess our sin, he's what? He's faithful. Well, I'm so glad for that. You know, there's no temptation taking you, which is common to God, but God is what? God's faithful will not allow you to be tempted above your able. God is a faithful God. And, and just that word sometimes uh, brings conviction to my heart. Realize that he's faithful. I have to ask myself, David, are you faithful? Are you faithful to your God as he is to you? Number five, the next one. Another wonderful word that describes our God forgiving. How many grateful gods are forgiving God? Forgiving. God is as one who faithfully forgives and pardons his people's misdeed. We saw that, and again, Romans, First uh, John 1, 9, that God is, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive. I'm so glad he forgives. Number six, the next descriptive word is the word good. How many believe God is good? And um, God is often described as good in his reference of his steadfast love and care for his people. One thing that I've tried to do that I have experienced it. Anytime someone asks me about how I've been doing and what I went through, I can say, through it all, my friend, God is good. He's always good. He's never a time he is not good. And maybe you're here today and need to be reminded of that. You see a part, you're going through experiences, and you say, but what I'm going through is not good. It didn't say all things are good. It says all things work to what? Together for our good, because why? He's good. That's a descriptive name of God. And remember, when we covered these, we gave you a scripture on each one of these, which you don't have time to go to. Number seven, the next descriptive word is gracious. How many believe God is gracious? Gracious is a word depicts that a compassionate God who hears the distress crying out to him. When we cry out to him, my friend, God is forgiving. He's faithful. He's good. He is gracious. Number eight. Number eight, another descriptive name is merciful. Merciful. This word is used exclusive of God in the Old Testament for his tender and compassionate love. How many believe God is a merciful God and how true that is? Number nine, the next descriptive name is great. This word indicates God's superiority, power, and worthiness, and uniqueness over all other so-called gods. Our God is a great God. Number 10, number 10 is the descriptive word holy. God 
is called a holy one of Israel. In fact, remember in Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah had a vision, he saw the seraphims hovering on the throne of God. What did the seraphims cry out when they referred to God? Holy, holy, holy. Of all the attributes and descriptive names of God, the number one more than any other is that God is holy. The next one, jealous. Jealous. God is a jealous God, meaning envious, desirous, protective. God's jealousy for his people reveals his desire for the undivided loyalty and service. My friend, when you and I look to the world for comfort, look to the world for entertainment, look for world for joy and that which God can provide, my friend, God is jealous because he longs to provide that for us. He is a jealous God. Number 12, the next descriptive name is living. Living, it says, meaning alive, active, existing God is often used, calls me a living God in contrast to lifeless idols. He used that quite often in the book of Isaiah because Israel had turned their back on the living God and began to worship false gods. One thing about all false gods, they're dead. They're not alive. And so many times Israel, Isaiah referred to Jehovah God as the living God. Number 13, we're just about done with the descriptive names. Mighty, mighty. This word means strong and is attributed to God, especially in fighting for his people. He is a mighty God. He's a powerful God. He is a great God. He is a mighty God. When you are wondered and you're going through some difficult times, realize the God we have is not weak. He's not frail. He's a mighty God. Number 14. 14 is righteous. Remember, we saw that in that compound name, Jehovah Tiskanu. Righteous means just, right, correct. God is righteous and loves righteousness and cannot stand wickedness because he is righteous. And number 15, I love this one. Uh, descriptive title, he's slow to anger. <laughs> How many are grateful for that one? <clears throat> now, sometimes we're not slow to anger. We're quick to get angry. God is not. God is patient and long-suffering. This quality of God is cited as the reason for the backslidden return to God and in, in to the Lord in Joel chapter 2. That because God's slow to anger, so many backslidden people will return to God because he's slow to anger. All right, letter D. Letter D is the next words given. We talked about objective names, compound names, descriptive names. Now, metaphors. Metaphors. The following names are metaphors that describe God and his actions toward his people. We'll go through these quickly. There's five of them. The first metaphor of God, healer. Healer. We saw that in Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. One who heals, a specialist in healing. The Lord heals us both spiritually and physically. And that's the metaphor of God we can call upon on Wednesday nights when we people need healing. Number two, helper. Helper is a metaphor of God. One who gives aid and help in the time of need. My friend, when you have a need, I find our God is a helper. Number three, refuge. Refuge, a place to retreat a place to escape. God is a refuge, a place of safety, a very present help in the time of need, a protection for those in distress. 
and in need. My friend, when you're in a place of difficulty and need help, remember our God is a refuge. Number four, rock. David referred to God as a God, a rock. A stronghold, a place of safety. The word for rock is used to show God as a source of stability and a place of security. I'm so glad when it comes to my salvation that God is my rock, that he's our security. And number five, the last metaphor is shield. Shield. A protection and defense. God is a protective defense for those who trust in him. And my friend, that's a metaphor. Lastly, titles. Titles that we concluded with in our study of God and name in the Old Testament. These are names. There are six of them. I'll go through them quickly. The first one is the following names serve as divine titles. These titles explain God's relationship to humanity. The first one, creator. God is the maker, designer, and originator of all creation. We did not evolve. We're not here by evolution. We're here because our God is the creator. Number two, deliverer. One who saves, carries away safe to bring into security. God is the deliverer, the escape route, and rescue of his people. What is it tonight you need God to deliver you from? My friend, that's his title. Number three, judge. It means to rule, govern, judge, vindicate, punish. God executes judgment both in discipline of his people to bring them back to himself and to punish the sins and misdeeds and wickedness of the unsaved. The Bible refers to our God as a judge. Number four, he's a king. He's the king. Sovereign ruler, God is hailed as king throughout all the Old Testament. Redeemer, another title, means to purchase, to ransom. The title of redeemer is most often refers to God's restoring Israel to his proper relationship with him. He's a redeemer. And lastly, number six, is the word Savior. Savior, one who saves and keeps Israel found over and over again, especially in the book of Judges, where they continually ran away from God, turned from God. God raised up an enemy to take them in captivity. They cried out to God, and God delivered them, saved them from their captivity. And I've got four minutes before it's time to stop. And so I always want to quit on time because many of you are parents of children in Awana. So what we'll do is next week we will start our study on the names of God in the New Testament. We're going to look at the names of God the Father. Please bring your notes, and I'll have uh, add to that. We're going to have names of God the Father, names of God the Son, and names of God the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to learn more about God by studying his names as Father, as the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for coming tonight. I did not know the review would take this long, so please come back next week. Let's bow together, please. Our Father, we are grateful for the wonderful, merciful, compassionate God that you are. And Lord, we can just look at your names and realize how fortunate and how blessed we are have such a wonderful God. I pray, Father, that you would become very near and dear to us. When we study your names, we study who you are, your character, your actions toward us as your people. So, Father, help us to meditate on what we're going to learn about you in the New Testament 
and apply it to our lives. Father, bless each one here tonight. Give us a good week and bring us back Sunday for uh, messages from your word that would help us in our relationship and walk with you. Fast in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. And bring your notes next week. And I have others to add to that in our study on the names of the Son. God bless you. You are dismissed.